Hi, we're your Prairie Gardens plant experts. You know, I think one of the things that people forget to think about in the summertime, the heat of the summer, is watering. Also on our annual plants, in our containers and hanging baskets, water is super important, and we should check that in the morning especially. That way they can go into the day being hydrated. And not just the annuals we've planted this spring, but any of those trees and shrubs that we've just planted, they can just go wilty. Come to Prairie Gardens, Springfield and Duncan, Champaign. Good morning and welcome to Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. I'm Tamara McDaniel here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign. You can uh, join us in the store or you can join us by phone at 217-356-9397 or text us at 217-351-5357. We have... Steve and John out today. I think they're going to enjoy the holiday weekend some. Uh, so we have Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. And then we have Desiree Rhodes back, who's Good been morning. on before. Good morning, Desiree. I'm glad you could join us again. And uh, and Heather, yeah, you, have you been on before? Yeah, you go ahead and grab that microphone. Uh, no, I haven't been on this I this before. Not. But Heather she's, Miller joins us. She's part us. of the. Inf- I was going to say infamous, but the famous uh, horticulture people in our community. Thank you, Marianne. You definitely are. Yeah. I Well, first of all, you're a master gardener. Yes, right? ma'am. I hear. Okay, good. And then, uh, yeah, you have quite a few credentials under your belt, don't you? Just a little background. I used to work for an, uh, a landscape company here as a landscape design consultant for many years and master's degree um, from U of I in plant and horticultural sciences, so... Yeah, a, a little bit of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a, a little, little bit. bit, just a little bit. Uh-huh. Not as much as these illustrious ladies. Oh, <laughs> Heather. <laughs> Too early in the morning. I'm sorry, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. I'm oh, glad yes. you were able to join us. So, oh, definitely. So yeah, it's okay. Ladies' Day. It is it's just us girls. Yes, just the girls. Mm-hmm. And. Okay, and we've had some beautiful days outside. So yes, we have. I'm kind hot, of curious. Okay. To, well, a few, yeah, a little on the hot side, but um, I'm curious to know what is going on in uh, Heather. I don't even know what kind of a garden you have. What do you like to do? Um, with your I, I, because I'm a super busy person, I have a pretty low maintenance garden. Lots of um, bone structure in my yard with, um, you know hydrangeas and and hardy perennials that uh, don't take a lot of care and then I have a huge vegetable garden though because my dad and mom grew us up on growing a vegetable garden so I have about a 30 foot by 15 foot wide vegetable garden in town in town here um, I didn't the, realize that. Yeah. Oh, so you have a no-mo lawn. <laughs> well, no, I actually have a really big yard, oh, so, but it's okay. Um, it's awesome. I help feed the neighbors and we donate some to the, to the food bank and oh, stuff. I think that's great. That is wonderful. So. That is great. That's fabulous. So what do you, what kind of vegetables do you like to grow? Um, we have like four different types of tomatoes. We have four different types of, um, peppers. We have zucchini. Um, I have two different types of cucumbers. I'm trying out the Chinese long skinny cucumbers oh, yeah, this year, yeah, yeah. and I put them in a um, I put them in um, wire cages, tomato cages, to string them up because they have really strong tendrils, and they'll pull themselves up through oh. the wire cages, and it makes it cleaner for picking. Um, yeah, so I'm trying that out this year. Uh, a friend of mine had done it and recommended it, 
and it's working fabulously um and the garden's looking great this year japanese beetles are getting ready to hit uh, yeah everybody's on the watch right now because we've got a few of those so i've seen a few little nibbles but um Hoping my dog can scare them off or something. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would be great. A dog trained for Japanese for beetles. For Japanese beetles. Well, she does snap like at them in the air. Oh, that's so, fabulous. You know, it's all good. I love it. That's but fabulous. yeah, and then a few herbs. Um, a few herbs. Uh, I love to make a grilled cheese sandwich with fresh basil leaves in oh, it. It's fabulous. Wow. Oh, you just go and pick awesome. a few. That sounds good. It's yummy. Oh, that's highly fabulous. recommend to the audience. I okay, I'm on board. I'll I'm I'm saying, I'd like to yeah. try that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring one down. <laughs> that's awesome. Cucumbers so, on a turkey sandwich. The, the Japanese beetles, that's probably the most common question I've had this week because mm-hmm. they are just beginning to show up. And I'm I'm always on watch format here on our in our product. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. All of a sudden they found the grapes. Uh-oh. Yeah. And not a, not a bunch of them, but and we don't spray, but we can't do that, but good. Uh, you know, people are just going to have to pick them off by themselves, <laughs> which is an, a great thing to do, too. If you don't have a lot of infestation, you can take a, a bowl of soapy water yeah, and yes. just knock them in there. <coughs> That's it. It's that That's easy. It. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good. Got to be able to see them, though. Yeah. Gratifying. Only <laughs> Japanese beetles coming out right now, or are we having problems with anything else? I've had people uh, a little bit of, with uh, powdery mildew, which is... It seems a little bit early for it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe the conditions are just right for it. But, but you know, the one of the biggest things has been, uh, and maybe you guys can chime in on this, is um, yellowing leaves or uh, f- uh, fruit or vegetables not, not producing. And I personally think it's just been heat stress. Yes. So I've noticed that even on my geraniums. Have you? They have really... Uh, a lot of yellow leaves, and I've never, I've never had problems with my geraniums. Yep. But this year, I'm having some problems with those. I know we're noticing a lot of issues. Um, since I worked in the landscape business for a long time, we have a lot of heavy clay soils here, yeah. and so when it was drought, we have a tendency to like to overwater, and then that clay soil actually here acts like a bowl. And it holds all that water in, and so then we tend to over we suffocate the plant because it can't breathe. The roots can't breathe, and so huh. um, we 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 sometimes cause our own problems yeah. here because when we have drought, we tell them to water, <clears throat> but you need to water evenly and let it drain and water again rather than all at once, and then it just sits there. Um, it's I, the it's the house plant syndrome. Yes, house exactly. plants are killed with overlove, with too much water. Yes, so it's the same syndrome, except the, the bowl is just different. Yes, huh? Yeah, so we have really heavy clay soils here as our subsoil, and that's what happens is we we do that. Now the hydrangeas and things they love it. that have deeper roots, they're not going to have any problem. Your knockout roses and those yeah. things, but more shallow perennials and things. That's part sometimes why we get yellow leaves. It can be either not enough water or too much water. I've had a couple of people um, ask about their uh, combo pots, combination planters, mm-hmm. um, and leaves turning yellow. Are your geraniums in the ground or in a container? They're in the ground. In the ground. Uh, okay, the same syndrome, I guess, but uh, yellowing leaves. I've never had that happen before. Yeah, I haven't either. Well, you know, it's it's I I know the heat because it wasn't even cooling off at night, right. and it's really early in the season. I mean, we're just at the beginning of July. We just did get summer, and 
it's been we had what four weeks of of really hot day and night and temperatures night, yeah and full sun we had, i i can i can count on one hand the number of cloudy days we had no i can count on two fingers but it's okay <laughs> and that all makes a difference just like it makes yeah. a difference for human beings i know i'm stressed so yeah <laughs> And I could use a drink of water a little more often. <laughs> oh, the boy, that's so important for people. When you're, when you're out working in this weather, drag that water along with you. you got to have it. Yes, yeah. you do. makes all the difference in the world. And, so. and we talked a little bit last week about what time of day to water. Your plans? What do you think, Heather? I mean, typically we talk about when it's cooler in the day. The best is first thing in the morning. Yeah. Uh, early morning is usually the best. Um if you can't get to it, we recommend later in the evening as early as you can as possible so it has a little time to dry out before the nighttime hits because um, it does encourage more diseases and, and, and fungi to develop because um, some, some just happen that way when it doesn't get dried off fast enough. Watering in the middle of the day is a hard hard on the plant because those little water droplets um, act like little magnifying glasses on oh. the leaves and so what happens is is that they just reflect the light through it and it'll burn the leaves. you get a sunburn they get a sunburn just like we do i didn't so think about um, that. so watering during the hot hot high sun part of the day is is challenging is very challenging but des okay so you you have a commute so you don't have a lot of morning hours available to you i'm, I'm guessing is that when you water in the morning or in the i evening? water in the morning yeah i get up early and oh i water God. in the morning <laughs> i can yeah, wow i'm impressed yeah i do i i get up at like at five i get up at five anyway so shoot why not go out and water and enjoy my it's gorgeous that flower garden well, it I, get is. Up at, I get it up is. at five but i'm not functioning <laughs> me either marianne i'm with you okay <laughs> no, i enjoy us. that did you ever get started on your garden along the railroad tracks behind i haven't us? yet because i'm trying to get my mine established so i can t take from oh, that gotcha. to there but oh, i've been fighting idea. birds what a doves are eating my echinacea. That is really Th unusual. That is very odd. I just, I mean, they're, they're just They must be looking for water. The, yes. I think oh, they I'll are. bet you. I've even put a big dish of water out for them, and I try to keep my bird baths filled, and you know, they love the echinacea. Interesting. How odd. It is. Um, Did you check tins. them for spider mites? Are they trying to eat little bugs off of them? Well, because with the dry that. heat, we it's were getting, we you can get aphids and mites. It seems awful early for spider mites and aphids, but like we were just saying, and petunias the too. They're 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 eating my petunias clear down to the ground. Oh, I think for they're just looking sakes. for. Are you sure it's the doves? Oh yeah, it's the doves. Not squirrels. No, okay. I see the doves. Okay, they're just thick in my yard. At, at, at my house, it's the squirrels. They're they're digging up bulbs now like crazy because they're looking for the moisture. I know that. I, mm -hmm. I had a squirrel had a. Uh, pot of tulips that uh, oh. they I was I was going to transplant nope too late too late they got my bulbs well Aww, poor so things <laughs> even though I mean that that would I've never seen them dig bulbs up this time of year at my house but um, I do have little bird baths sitting on the ground for them so they don't have to make much of an effort but no there they are digging up my bulbs yep yep and my containers. No. Wow. Well, 
Yeah, they can dig up in there. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's nice soft soil. Is there anything it's in very here? Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice of you. Yeah. So they're looking for stuff right now, and then, you know, in a couple months, they'll start burying things in there. Yeah, yeah I've, had, I've had people coming in saying that they're having problems with peop- with uh, squirrels digging up their containers. Yeah. yeah. I have a dog. I don't have a problem. Ooh, Other yes. than the front yard. The front yard, they <laughs> get them. Right, yeah. But not in the backyard where she's... Uh, she is she rules, queen. Huh? That's, she her, is that's queen. her domain. <laughs> she is queen. <laughs> Highly recommend. That's, uh, people say that all the time about cats and dogs. Yes. The voles. Um, oh, yeah. She oh. chased off voles. Voles were really bad this year. Oh, yeah. Um, in our neighbor, in the, where I live, um, I, all around me has them. Wow. Not me. Not you. <laughs> Yay. I chased them all off to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. They just move somewhere else. <laughs> but then sometimes they'll move back, so you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, just keep that dog Her around. Her dog isn't going anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> Black Lab Fox Terrier mix. She's a, oh, she's oh, she's a, a scouter. Yeah. Little scouter, little hunter. Absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. You're listening to Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live, and you can join in at 217-356-9397 or throw us a text at 217-351-5357. Our guests again today are Desiree Rhodes and Heather Miller, along with Marianne Metz and myself. Yay! So, Desiree, let's get back to the, because I I was trying to remember the railroad project. Yeah. Uh, was it? What were you going to do with that? Just wildflowers? I'm just gonna put wildflowers there. I've been, I've been kind of getting in my mind what I want, and I'm, I'm getting a, a list of what I would like to get. Did you ever consider one of those wild, wildflower seed mixes? Well, I, I've, I thought about that. Maybe seeing about this fall, maybe get some patches dug out yeah. and get them ready so I can plant this coming spring. Yeah, I. Because I, I thought maybe that might that might give me a good head start on it. Maybe I've never tried them, so I just wondered. But I did talk to somebody with the railroad, and they said that they uh, uh, they normally just spray anyway. It doesn't matter if you put anything out; they're just going to spray because they worry about. And I don't understand what their logic is on this. They spray in order to keep the erosion down. What? <laughs> Now, does, it, does that make any sense? <laughs> no, no because root systems hold in soil. Yeah. Exactly. Do you need to study up on the uh, dust bowl? Huh. <laughs> so, I, huh. so even if you planted like native prairie plants like big blue stem and some of those things that hold a lot of things in and, and help with the erosion, which is why we have great soils here in Illinois, um, you know, they're still going to spray that. They said they just automatically spray. Huh. Well, anybody listening from the railroad? Give us a call. Give us a call. Yeah, give us we'll a call. have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. I Absolutely. just thought that was the weirdest thing I ever heard of. It is Spray on. for erosion. It is on. But, you know, I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, we used to um, walk along the railroad tracks. We had some family out in a, a rural area of, of uh, Champaign County. And we'd walk along the tracks and, and pick asparagus because there'd be asparagus all along. Yeah, the wild river. asparagus. Wow. Yeah. It's great stuff. It is. I know they have to keep the weeds back and they have to keep things clear for the trains going by. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't. To me, I could. S- yeah, exactly. And I can see that. I can see the, the rock bed that they have. Yeah. The rails are on. Sure. And then that little uh, river or that little ditch that that Mm -hmm. they have i can see that you know trying to keep that clear but 
I've never been out there when they sprayed, so I, I don't know what they do. But I tell you, I've seen those whackers, and man, it, they really <laughs> whacked yeah. over here across the street. I've seen the results of those yeah, whackers. Like when they dredge? The trimmers. The trimmers. And it's it's just... It's a rotary trimmer. It's a rotary trimmer. Yeah. And the and the big. trees along here are just butchered. It's like a big sickle. Uh, you know, like farmers would use to, road, mow, you know, to row in deep, mow in deep roadside ditches where they can't take the tractor down in. I've huh? seen trees probably an inch and a half diameter be cut by those. That's how big they are. Yes. It's a, it's huge. a huge blade. Wow. Okay. Hey, we're getting some texts in, so let's get to those. And the number again to text us, 3515357. Okay, first of all, <laughs> um, idea, feed those cute squirrels, then they don't bother your plants. Don't oh, you so the whole family it, can come. Don't you wish it looked like <laughs> that? A smorgasbord. Say, yeah, no, they, w- they would just think, oh, okay, yeah, bring the family in. Ooh, smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah. And then we can have some lettuce and... We're going to have yeah. our greens afterwards. Absolutely. Ooh, oh. I need, I'm thirsty, so let's take one bite out of each tomato. <laughs> That's what they do at my house. <laughs> they used to. Until yeah. I got a Til dog. Until you got your dog. Until you got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our second text is, are slugs bad for my flowers? If so, how do I get rid of them? So, yeah, what are slugs good or bad for a garden? Well, they typically eat the foliage and the flowers, so or, or eat holes in them. Do so, they? you know, if you want that not riddled-looking garden, I'd, I'd attempt to get rid of them, yes. Okay. And what methods would you use? One of my least favorite is to go out and hand-pick them. Ick. <laughs> but I, I know people, I truly do know people that do that. Just They're just so committed uh, to do, taking care of the garden, I mean. I would um, take care. I'd take one of those dinosaur mouth sticks, you know, and pick them up with that. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard put bowls of beer out. That's what my grandfather used to do. I was getting ready to share that. You, he would take the little oleo, you know, thing that he had left over from the butter, and he would, he had dug a hole around some of his plants. He would put beer in that, a little bit of beer in it, because they, they're attracted to attracted to it i guess yeah so and that's an old wives tale yeah, kind of thing it works yeah. and, but it works and then they 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 drown so yeah i have a lot of uh, friends in the hosta world that say don't don't waste the beer um <laughs> <laughs> diatomaceous earth sprinkling it on the ground they don't like crawling across that kind of diatomaceous in diatomaceous earth diatomaceous in okay and in layman's terms, that means diatomaceous earth. It's, where do you get something like that? Um, it, usually, here? garden centers sell them. Prairie Gardens does sell it in a bag. It's uh, and it works. It's absolutely it, it it works and it's a natural product. And there are certainly um, baits, slug baits. Yes. But you usually they're pelletized and you sprinkle them around the the garden, and okay. those things all work. Okay. And you know what? Try the beer. Why not? Your dog would like it, probably. Yeah. At the yeah. very least. You're, you're only supposed to put a little bit in the thing, yeah. and the rest yeah. of it's for yeah. you, Marianne. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. One for the slugs, five left for us. There you go. <laughs> now you got or it. Or just mean you can bring your own. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Three five six nine three nine seven. by the way, is our phone number. If you want to call in and join us, ladies, the... Uh, 
the women's edition of Plant Experts. Yes. Yeah. And Heather, you mentioned um, hydrangeas in your yard. Are they showing off right now? They are just starting. Um, the um, Pinky Winkies and Quick Fires are Aww. the first ones to start. Yeah. Um, the Limelights are getting ready to, to do their thing, too. Yeah. And, and, and my... I have a dwarf, uh, a little lime, uh-huh. um, and then I have a new strawberry, the new strawberry, strawberry one. Sunday. Strawberry Sunday. I planted last year. Um, I have a nice mix of different ones. I think so. Um, Sounds like it, But yes. um, I have a large yard, and I have small places and bigger places, the limelights, my, my neighbor really enjoys because I made them into almost like a... A hedge background oh, along a, along a fence, and I told her I said anything that you can see on your side because I can't see it. Yeah, pick them. So she cuts a few and takes oh. them inside for oh, herself. Yes. They make great and cuts. They, oh, they do, do make great yeah. cut flowers, and they last a long time, especially if you use, you know, keep the water clean and, and trim the stems up once in a while. But they do. They last a long time. Yeah, that's huh. awesome. That's so, wonderful. I I planted fire and ice. Um, Year before last, and they're just today. I I just went out to get the newspaper, and I'm looking. That's fabulous. Uh, 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 it's just three plants, but it fills up a lot of space in front of my house. Is and that the dwarf one? No, fire nice is uh, six to eight feet. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's mine's, so it's, a, mine's about four or five feet right now, and it's just showing off like crazy. It's a lace cap flower instead of the pan, uh, panicle flower like the paniculatas usually have, but it's just showing off. And then Bobo, my little, the little oh, dwarf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the little dwarf. Yeah, paniculata. It's just full of bud. Next week, they're going to be opening up. So, oh, yeah. you know, with the hydrangeas, you can get the bloom times are very specific. They always have their order. And like you said, Fire Nice is one of the first. Yeah. And then some of the others follow. You can get coming coming on, coming on practically and get, all summer oh absolutely and they just they are so um you know hardy and you know if you're looking for something that, that fills up a space you can get all different types of sizes like all oh, the way yeah. from the bobo that's yeah. a little guy two, two to three feet. um all the way up to my limelights have been in the ground for 15 years oh, wow. i think wow. or 10 years i got it the first year it came out on the market and oh, wow. it's a so it's an older variety and and they're ten feet tall. I have to cut them down oh, every year. Yeah. I have to trim wow. them. I trim them down to about six feet. Yeah. And then they put on about two feet of growth every year. You nice. know, they can that get two to three great. feet of growth. Oh, I so, bet that's beautiful. So um but they do make a nice background area. So if you have some big space that you're trying to fill, um, you know, that you wanna shade out that neighbor you don't want to look at <laughs> or you know, you just want a nice backdrop to other plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that thing is stunning, and the, you know that's the it. white one turning to lime green in the fall. Yeah, and some people even cut the stems and bring them inside when they're still limey green and dry them out. Yes. Oh. So, does yeah. it hold that lime color? It won't unless you use that um, sand, the silica sand. Silica, yeah. You know, um, it holds it for a while, but oh, eventually it will. That's it'll really turn brown. It's one of the few hydrangeas, uh, little lime and limelight, both that, that have that chartreuse green coloration to it instead of aging to that rosy that pink. That rosy pink. pink. Yeah. yeah. All, all the paniculatas bloom white and then age to a different coloration, whether it's a real pale blush yeah. or a deep rosy pink, yeah. except for limelight and little lime. I don't know any others. No, oh, no, that's lime rookie. That's an arborescence. Yeah, um, yeah. That's those are the only two that I know of yeah. that do that. Yeah. So, although then it's that the pinky winkies start getting a limey green edge as yeah. they get really old. Oh, nice. You know, like into the deep fall. Yeah, yeah. 
before we get well Tinky winky was always my favorite it's been it's, it is still it's an oldest it's an old is. one yeah it is okay thank you and it's um <laughs> well it's the mama to all these new oh, ones so, totally absolutely but it it's still Wait. my favorite What's the mama hydrangea? So the quick fire was actually the mama too. Uh, is the is the, the is the original plant yeah. that they bred to these a lot of these new varieties. So quick fire wow. was actually the original, and then um, Pinky Winky was its baby. Was one of its babies. So um, it was the second family history. Family yeah. history. So, um, but there there's some great varieties out there. Des, do you have hydrangeas? Uh, well, I've I've got a, a couple limelights, but they're not really doing too well. I think I got them in uh, too much shade. Oh yeah, they oh, need yeah. they I, like the hotter and yeah, that's I need full it, sun. I need They'll to get tolerate a, a little bit of shade. They will. But not this, is, much. this this is too much shade, <laughs> yeah. so I need to get those moved. But I do have. I just started with a uh, a uh, small oak leaf hydrangea. Oh, and, those are stunning. And he's just he's still still tiny. Yeah. But he'll do he'll do well well there. I, so I'm thinking about pulling those out and maybe getting me some more. Uh, yeah, well, just wait till fall and move them. You don't have to get new ones. Just move them. I think oh. she said she. Are you going to swap? Are you going to put the take the limelights out? Yeah, I want to take the limelights out and put them somewhere else, oh. and then yeah. and then put and their little limes and get some new oak leaves and get some new oak leaves. Nice. I just and put in there. I just planted an oak leaf. I have. I think Prairie Gardens has the best selection of oak leaves we've ever had. I think I've got six varieties of oak leaf. Seriously? Yeah, it's fabulous. But my favorite, ruby slippers. It's oh. one of the smaller. Um, I think it stays four to five feet tall. That's the one wide. that I have. And the, I, the first time I ever saw it was that I was at a, some kind of a plant conference on the East Coast, and it was, it was they were still testing it. And it was the most outrageous uh, ruby maroon leaves it was later in the season it was it was september i think or october and so was the flower it was just gorgeous wow but they bloom white oak leaves also bloom white and their their uh, flowers age to a different coloration yeah but their fall color is stunning. Oh, yeah that's stunning. what you buy them for you yeah. buy them for that fall color that yeah, for your flowers and then, then your yeah oh, yes. orangey some of them fired a little maroonish orangeish yes. depends on your soil a little bit. And then beyond that, it's just about size. But there's there's all that range again, but there's not the sh- really short one like the Bobo, but uh, Ruby Slippers is close. Four feet, that's pretty small for an oak leaf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that's probably yeah. the one thing I know um, homeowners struggle with a little bit, when, even when they stop in here, yeah. you know, and we're, we're working with them, and homeowners is, you know, they see a plant they like. Mm-hmm. And this would be for anything, whether it be a perennial or a shrub or anything. Yeah. You see a plant you like. Read that label or give it a Google yeah. and read what it tolerates because, you know, you want to protect that investment and you want that thing to be there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, if you like that look, maybe there's something here that a plant expert can help you pick out yeah. that looks a little bit like it, but maybe tolerates that situation yep. a little bit better so that you protect your investment. And I think a lot of them, they look at this small plant and they put it too close to their foundation right. oh, for sure. and then it overgrows and then you know then the, then they're taking things out yeah, so they have, need to back it out you have to design to its full maturity, maturity. Yes. yes and in my old my old life that's what we had to do you have draw those circles on your on your design draw a little sketch out yeah it does help you visualize it a little bit yes, better it does. It Absolutely and does. read those labels so that you you aren't 
again, when you're protecting that investment. That's what I tell people all the time, read the labels. And, you know, I, I've had a couple of people just recently who were starting new gardens. Uh, you know, they just moved into a house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do. And I said, well, you know, I think the first thing you maybe should do, walk around our, our, our shrubs and trees and, and perennials and annuals and look at the things you like and then read the labels. See what, how big they're going to grow. Uh, or what kind of conditions they grow in. But it's so important it to is start, very important. start in the, r- the right plant in the right place. That's, that's what yeah, it comes to. And also, uh, to add on to that, those are all great points, is look at your light at different times of day that Absolutely. you have in that space. Absolutely. You know, look at your morning light. That can surprise me. Yeah, that was excellent advice. Yeah. It is excellent advice. Because when I moved into my new home, I'm still surprised but yeah. I'll, I'll go into a part of my sure. yard that I don't normally go to at, you know, 2 p.m. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much shade here. Well, exactly, because sure. of the trees, that you, that, uh, mature trees that you have yes. in your, yes. around your yards. You, you really, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're south. I mean, if, it's, if you've got a big, couple big trees in the front yard, it could be really more shady. And that's going to change every year, too, as they grow and mature. Absolutely. Yeah. The house itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just check out that light at different times because it's some, you know, like the hydrangeas we were talking about. Yeah. You know, if it's an oak leaf, it doesn't want that really hot part of the day. No, it doesn't. Because it'll no. get crispy, just like the Jap- some of the Japanese maples don't yep. like wind. You know, you have to know mm. your directions and you have to know where your light's coming from and, and, and the intensity of day. Because sometimes a plant will tolerate things. But it won't tolerate others. So that's exactly right. And you know, I think uh, with people in in new situations, I tell them don't don't de- don't decorate your yard yet. Just learn it. Yeah, be there for a year or so. Watch the entire cycle of what your yard does. Whether it's water flow through your yard, because that's that happens too. There are yeah, wet that's places. Yeah, a good idea. I never thought about uh, that. There are dry places, places that drain really well. All sorts of stuff. So. Our phone number is 356-9397, or you can text us at 351-5357 for Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. And Chris from Oakley heard us talking about the hydrangeas and uh, might have a comment for us or question. Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning. I appreciate your guys' show. It's great. Thank you. Um, I have a question regarding, uh, I've got an Annabelle hydrangea, and I planted it two years ago got it exactly where I would like it on the east side of my house so it gets six hours of morning sun and then shade the rest of the way it has not bloomed yet it is not it is not popped out the white snowballs I was hoping for uh, well, um, I came in and talked to John, to John about it and he gave me some, a tip to use the miracle grow for the hydrangeas still don't have any popping blooms yet any secrets well, I don't think it's secrets, but <laughs> I I hope that you admit. <laughs> so I hope you amended the soil first, because like Heather was mentioning before, we have pretty heavy soils, and and really having nice rich soils for hydrangeas are 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 important. Um, the the shade sun situation sounds perfect for perfect. an arborescent. It does. It does. And I I know yeah. a lot of people. I know a lot of people who in the spring cut their annabelles down almost to the ground. So that it starts over again every year. Mm-hmm. And right. beyond that, I would probably top dress around the root zone of the plant with um, uh, compost. 
Um, that's just a very gentle fertilizer. It also improves the soil. But um, Do you it, have a lot of leaves and a lot of uh, stems and just no blooms? Maybe you could give us a little more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. It's all leaves and it's beautiful, but not one, not one bud. So when did you yet. when did you put that fertilizer on, if I could ask? Uh, it's been about two weeks. It's going to take it's going to take a little more time to get some blooms going. So you need to make sure that any blooming plants, and this is for any blooming plants, they want more um, P and K. So you know you'll see like on Miracle Grow, it might be a twelve, twelve, twelve or something. Um, you if you have blooming plants, you want to get something that has the last two numbers in that analysis as higher than your nitrogen because nitrogen is going to add more leaf, leaf growth, growth yeah, and more stems, so more green. Um, so you always want to add more. Or, uh, potassium and phosphorus that's going to give your bloom boost so, so if you ever read for um, you know uh, fertilizers you'll see some that say miracle grow for blooming flowers and oh, they yeah. always have the last two numbers are going to be higher so um, miracle grow works great but it, it it's a general purpose fertilizer too um, so if you're, you're still right. not getting blooms in a few weeks you know maybe look for some that adds more p and k into it but it does take a plant a while to put on buds it yeah. has to set those buds and get them going so give it a few more weeks we've had a lot of stress too yeah. so um, they're they're going to be protecting themselves for a little bit oh for sure so oh, i God. think i give a couple more weeks yeah, and and uh and and see what it does so um, be patient how soon should i wait before i reapply the fertilizer that i was given did you ever um, use the miracle grow did you say that's yeah. a lot more water yeah. soluble um so i would every oh one I, once a month i wouldn't do it any more than once yeah a month. i probably I wouldn't do it more than once a month okay. either okay okay well, the, the dirt it's in is real dry. It's not like it's getting too much water. Yeah. Uh, so it's, and it's, it's not real clay. It's, so I'm oh, surprised good. it hasn't happened, but I'll keep, I'll keep at it. If it's awesome. well-drained, you will have to water more often, and hydrangeas do love water. Yeah, they do. So be sure you uh, keep know. that, keep it moist as much as you can, and, and just oh, keep I giving it a little <laughs> love. Keep and talk nice love. to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling in yeah, and Chris. good luck. Yeah, Chris, good luck. Thank you, ladies. Welcome. Bet. Thanks, Chris. Have a great weekend. Independence Day. It's holiday weekend. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven. Another test uh, text asking because you mentioned uh, Heather that uh, if it maybe isn't a good thing to water in the middle of the day because the droplets can kind of act like a magnifying glass. Well, this person is wondering if one can't water at the best time, is it safe to just put water at the base of the plant yes. not to burn the leaves? Yeah, and Marianne's shaking her yeah. head yes, too. <laughs> you can hear it rattle, can't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, we were yes. all shaking oh, yes. our heads. <laughs> it yeah. is better to water than not water at all. Exactly. If that is the only time, just do your Enjoy best it. not to overhead water as much as possible exactly. and just okay. water at the base. Absolutely. That is a really good question. That is an yeah, excellent is question totally. because that's where your powdery mildew is going to start is if you, yes. if you shower that plant. Yep. The plant doesn't need to be showered. Those roots are what you want wet. Exactly. 
that that's what takes in the water. Yeah, we I mean we do that for our own ease as we just sort of yes, you know it's spray. Easy. It's well, easier. You know, we get rained on, isn't it the same? Right, it is. Basically. <laughs> but <laughs> it also does keep it from wash if you're overhead watering, it tends to diffuse the water so that you don't get soil erosion. Exactly. So when yeah. you water at the base, be sure that you're not like I've seen some people spray so hard at the base of the plant that it exposes the roots yeah, because no, it moves the soil. So just that. be careful and do a gentle flooding of that area with the water rather than blowing your soil away from your root system. <laughs> so, Excellent advice. Okay, here's another one. When you have great astorias, I think... How long do you leave the stem after the flower is done before cutting it down? I'm thinking the same thing about my peonies. They're they're tall. They're done blooming. Can I cut them down some? Trim them back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, peonies particularly. And what was the what plant? Astorias. Astoria. I I'm not sure I know what that is, but at, at any rate, what what Heather just said is a good idea. Um, I like to. It's called deadheading. Deadheading. We do that with lots of annuals, just all sorts of things. But peonies. Typically, I, I put them in the wrong place almost all the time. I'll put them in the front of the bed instead of the back of the bed. They're oh, tall. Because they're tall. So yeah. I just, you want to leave probably uh, two-thirds of the plant. If you have a, a four-foot-tall peony, mm-hmm. and you, you can cut down the top of it um, uh, maybe a foot. A foot off or yeah. down to a foot? No, no. well, not down take to a, a foot. foot. You could off. do that. But Leave two thirds of the plant. Leave two thirds of the plant. So take off like <laughs> okay. two and a half. Yeah, take it down to about two and a half feet or three feet. Go down to a, a leaf joint and cut just right above it. Okay. And the leaves will spread out and cover those cuts. And um, I've okay. I've had great success with that. I just though I, I want the peonies to be in a place where people can see them in my front yard. So, but that when they're full tall they cover up the fountain behind it so then i just cut them down marianne has a fond love for peonies she used to be a peony breeder not a breeder or like work with a grower (laughs) so back in her Uh, in another earlier career in another life i only knew about the uh what do you call them Hostas? Yes. How did you so know? Because <laughs> I know she loves hostas. She loves hostas. It was the same she just, she just came from a, a show out east. I did. It was a great um, convention, hosta convention I went to. Yeah. I'm going to another one in a couple more weeks. So yeah, I think right. you brought up a good point about trimming things back because some of our perennials, our earlier perennials, are getting done. Yeah, um, right. With their first full flush, like the blue salvias are yeah. really getting mm. done. Take mm. Cut those off, and they will start shooting new things out for you so you have those beautiful blue blooms again, again later. You know, the purpley blue blooms. Yep. And, you know, our early springs are getting done, and the heat. Shut them off a little earlier exactly. than normal. That's exactly right. Shut me off early. Right. But on a salvia particularly, you can go down the stem where you've got the main flower and it's finished. You can already see at each leaf node, you can see a new flower cluster coming on. Coming on, yeah. So if you cut that deadhead, cut off that, that main that uh, spent bloom, yep. the rest of them will start shooting up again. And it so. branches out and puts even more on. Oh, yeah. They're not as big as that of no. the initial one, but it's still the same good color and fuller because there's more of them. But I only found out this year that there is a blue salvia. 
and what? I, it, really? I know. I'm just used to like the red, of course. And oh, those are the annuals. Those are the annuals. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about perennials. Yeah, yeah. perennials. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the perennial salvias come in pinks and whites, whites and, and blues, lavenders and blues. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Gorgeous. they just add such great color. Oh, they do. It's just fabulous and texture too. I love how upright they are and just a different texture than a lot of flowers. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. And the a lot of the deer don't like them. Really? No, they because that. they're because they're a bitter taste. Oh, sure. So they might sage. eat a little bit off because they're a sage. Um, and the rabbits might bite a bit off, but then they don't come back again. So they're a little more a little more wildlife tolerant. Okay, the, the, a little more. The extension. I, there's a, a Cornell extension. I I, I check with them their website all the time they have a great list for uh deer and rabbit resistant mm-hmm. things it's less likely to be uh, eaten more more than yes. less likely to be eaten it's, <laughs> it's just yeah, because it's they stages have to take a nibble. i mean they have to take a nibble to know they whether to they come out. back yeah exactly yeah. you know it's sort of like taste testing something out yeah. at a yeah. restaurant <laughs> that makes sense. but it, it's, it's always interesting to see what will and won't be eaten but but it's it's about the oils in the in the leaves and and whether how unpleasant or not that they are right mm-hmm. lavenders typically don't get eaten no typically hellebores don't typically get eaten no what about typically i always hear marigolds and then i hear well not really they do like marigolds and what well, rabbits and squirrels don't typically. It's a scent thing. Is that? Yeah, that's a scent. Miracles have a very strong scent. Yes, they do. And that. Because yeah, that's the old wives' tale. They used to plant marigolds all the way around the vegetable the garden, garden to uh-huh. try to keep out the the animals. The animals yeah. <laughs> and did it work? Mm, I think if you planted taller ones, maybe, but not yeah, no, so not much the dwarfs. I've never tried it, so, so anything with a long neck would be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have, and it it it, it, it has does, helped. It, it has helped. Deterred. It does. Really? Really? Yeah, it's does. a scent thing. Mm-hmm. That's neat. They are stinky. Yeah. <laughs> they are stinky. Yeah, you but try it, okay. Mikey. But there's, but there's, yeah, you try it, Mikey. Not like that but one. they're beautiful. I mean, there yeah, is nothing are. like, you want an Illini garden, folks? Oh. You put in some blue salvia and some deep orange marigolds, marigolds and they are, it is Illini. Illini. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen, before we run out of time, yeah. I wanted to double check. Uh, the, my email said that you're doing 40% off of all of your combo pots. Yes. Is that right? Why, yes, it is. Well, then I got to get back there and There's, pick a few. Yes, you do, because, you know, whole this this uh, that particular ad goes through um, July 3rd, which is tomorrow, is oh. it not? Yes. So yes. We've got 25%, at least 25%, all of our perennials off of all our perennials. There's a group of them that are 40% off. And a group that is 50. That are 50, right, yeah. exactly. And they're, they're not stuff we've had at the beginning of the season this is fresh stuff yeah it's, fresh it's stuff really yeah. nice looking stuff very nice yeah. looking stuff so nice. there's there's You're a bunch of sales going on and proven winners house plants did i see no, you proven winners proven perennials. the perennials, perennials. those, are the, those are the 50 yeah they were, those are the ones that are 50 they were beautiful off. they are stunning plants, weren't they? yeah yeah they were i got gorgeous. some really nice um um uh, different cone flowers oh, and yeah. different things all in there yeah, yeah. Well, and the the forty uh, percent off group also. Uh, some well, there was really like nice plants in there. Fifteen different cone flowers. Oh, in that at group. least. 
at least. Yeah. So, and if yeah, you're still decorating for Independence Day, boy, you guys have all sorts of really cute red, white, and blue things. Oh here my gosh, Prairie Gardens in is, the is well. decorated. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they've got everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Desiree Rhodes, Heather Miller, thank you both so much for totally. helping Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Today. Absolutely. Yeah. And Marianne Metz. Yes. Thanks for showing up. Hey, thank you. I'm almost awake, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll get you some coffee soon. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Dave Leak. We'll have a podcast of this show available later today at WDWS.com. Just click on Multimedia under the menu bar, and you'll find previous podcasts of shows there as well. We certainly hope you have a wonderful Independence Day weekend. Uh, and thanks for listening. Hi, we're your Prairie Gardens plant experts. I think in the summertime we forget to consider the maintenance issues. We certainly want to go in and do some deadheading along with our fertilization. When you deadhead, I don't care if it's an annual or a perennial or shrub roses, it induces new growth and then you'll have new flowers on that new growth. It just starts to freshen up and keep everything continually blooming throughout the season. Come to Prairie Gardens, Springfield and Duncan, Champaign.